This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking about physical security tips with Andrew Weidenhammer, Audit and Compliance Manager at SecureState. Thanks for joining us today, Andrew. No problem. Thank you. Organizations are becoming aware of the importance of taking adequate physical security precautions in light of headlines about health information breaches stemming from the loss or theft of drives from data centers. For starters, can you clarify the HIPAA requirements for physical security that people should be complying with already? When it comes to HIPAA, physical security requirements are laid out in the security rule. And really, it's a set of 15 control requirements, which covers areas such as physical access controls, workstation use and security controls, and then finally device and media controls. Some of the sample uh, questions or testing procedures are, you know, do non-public areas have locks and cameras? Are entrances and exits secure? Are there possible man-made or natural disasters that could happen? Uh, Contingency plans, uh, workstation inventory, workstation physical security, uh, how is data on media disposed of? Um, reconciliation of backup media, and then backup media and policy procedures. Uh, And there's some others, but those are some sample uh, testing procedures which are laid out um, in the physical security control requirements. So what would you say are the three most important steps to take to ensure that a data center housing servers is physically secure? You know, in my opinion, making sure that all critical servers are housed behind locked doors, utilizing good and audible access control measures um, is certainly an important one. Again, access should be limited to only those individuals who have legitimate need for access, uh, and then really ensuring that visitors, contractors, vendors, um, and really anyone else that doesn't have um, normal day-to-day access to data center are always escorted within the secure area. So what are some of the other physical security measures that hospitals, clinics, and others may be overlooking? This is not really uh, just a problem with healthcare industries. Um, it's a problem across the board with uh, all industries, and that's really ensuring that you're using a reputable and off-site storage location and secure carrier. Um, oftentimes, if you're not using one of these vendors, you know you don't really know when your backup tapes are being transferred to the secure location, how they're being transferred to secure location, uh, and those sorts of things. So it's really best practice that entities use uh, you know a PCI compliant. Um, secure carrier, and even though, you know, PCI is is dealing with cardholder information, if an entity is PCI compliant, then essentially they're adhering to a basic set of security requirements. Other assessments such as SAS 70s uh, should be performed, and organizations should ensure that their service provider have a SAS 70 performed, and these things should also lay out the physical security controls for these secure carriers uh, and vendors. Secondly, I think it's imperative that hard copy items containing sensitive information be disposed of properly. Uh, this poses one of the single largest point of failures for most healthcare organizations, and we've seen where uh, healthcare organizations have actually been fined by HHS for disposing of uh, sensitive information uh, in, a, in a non-compliant manner, if you will. So basically, employees need to be trained on what's considered to be PHI and then understand the policy procedures uh, associated with proper disposal. And then it's absolutely necessary that employees are held accountable for disposal of information outside the stated policies or procedures. In addition to physical security, should organizations consider encrypting the information stored in data centers as an extra layer of protection? Is that practical? Yes, you know, absolutely. And I think that you know, PCI does a very good job with this. PCI, once again, requires encryption of cardholder information. Um, so there's really no reason why sensitive EPHI can't also be encrypted as well. 
I think the hardest part for healthcare organizations really is that sometimes it's unknown where all the EPHI is located and then what is actually considered to be EPHI. And just to give you an example, you know, many times EPHI is located on spreadsheets or other unprotected documents on corporate shares uh, due to bad or immature business processes. And most times these types of files are unknown to anyone other than those who actually use it. Uh, secondly, sometimes it's actually unclear what is considered to be EPHI. Certainly medical records need to be protected. However, any data that can be used to link someone to a, a medical record um, could also be considered EPHI. So basically, healthcare organizations need to perform data flow analysis, determine where all sensitive data is located, uh, classify these assets and data, and then implement security controls to protect these systems and data. You know, for backup tapes, uh, most solutions now provide uh, built-in functionality to support tape encryption, which uh, healthcare organizations should be using. And then uh, workstations and laptops that also have the possibility to house uh, EPHI and other sensitive information um, should either be using hard disk encryption or logically encrypted file containers to store this information. Now, I think on a different note, you know, encryption is the single best way to protect sensitive data. Healthcare organizations are going to be in a much better position in the event that they were breached if, in fact, the data was encrypted. And in fact, most regulations and state notification laws don't require disclosure if only encrypted information was breached. Well, thanks, Andrew. We've been talking today to Andrew Weidenhammer of Secure State. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.HealthCareInfoSecurity.com.